The Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Word. Oh, take it to the streets, huh? You know me, I'm always <laughs> living that thug life. <laughs> yeah, you're, pre- you're, you're pretty gangster, dude. Alright. I'm OG. <laughs> uh, it's late. Okay, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What are you drinking this week, my friend? I am uh, drinking a Coke. So, just like I said last week, I'm going to go ahead and send you uh, some beer of some sort. Because your frosty beverages are not frosty, they're bubbly. It's true, they are bubbly. They're definitely not hoppy. I'm just saying. No, no, definitely not. Anyway, this week I am taking it to my local brewery, literally uh, a mile and mile, yeah, mile from my house. Uh, North Coast Brewing Company. I'm drinking their Belgian style Abbey Ale called Brother Thelonious, and as my dad says, Brother Thelonious. I have no idea why he says that, but I had to say it. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's probably one of the most flavorful beers uh, at the North Coast Brewing Company outside of there. They do one that's aged in a bourbon barrel that's pretty good, too. But uh, anyway, uh, I decided to keep it local. Next week, I've already got a couple suggestions from the from the community, so keep them coming, and I will feature them on the show. I'm excited. So it's going to be a Brother Thelonious kind of night, my friend. Cool. And you said this uh, is the, an Abbey, uh, yep. the Abbey line? It started out as a, um, I can't remember the exact story, but it's, uh, let's see, yeah, we at the North Coast Brewing Company are serious jazz fans and we're proud to make a donation to the jazz education programs of the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz for every bottle of Brother Thelonious sold. There you go. That's, I, yeah, we said it was an Abbey, monks live in Abbeys and Thelonious Monk is a famous jazz person, that's where I was going with that that's very cool all right so let's get our contact information out of the way and our sponsors and we'll get into the show we have a good show this week i think what do you think mm-hmm. it's not gonna be it's no podcastular that's for sure <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little bit more streamlined sure. streamlined here we go so if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show you can find us at the usual email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and find us on facebook google plus pinterest instagram and sotor network you can also reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so of course take the time to give us a positive rating and like and share us on all the other social medias. Uh, we do have the timestamps in the show. If you're a non-Sotor fan, you can skip to the Star Wars section or to the Pops Culture section if you're just in it for that. So we will have that in the show notes. Uh, so our first sponsor, of course, is Audible. We have audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast, and you can get a 30-day free trial through us and get a free audiobook. I'm going to just go ahead and just suggest it. Lords of the Sith comes out Tuesday. We're recording this on Sunday. In a few days, we'll, be, we'll have Lords of the Sith. So that is Paul S. Kemp. And on Audible, it is read by Jonathan Davis. And it is going to be good. I just have no doubt. No doubt at all. So Yep, I'll be downloading that on Tuesday. Yep, I've already pre-ordered it. <laughs> done so anyway uh if you're 
It, uh, let's see. So, Swotor fans, of course, we have Deceived, Revan, and Annihilation. And I'm still reading the R.A. Salvatore uh, long, long title. I love how, you know, even though you're listening to him, you still call it reading. It's I am reading. I'm listen reading. Ah, okay. We, sh- we, we should coin a, a, a new phrase. It should be like a, a hybrid of listening and reading. Only That only applies to audiobooks. What do you think? Wrestling? Hmm. I'm in. Sounds good. All right, wrestling. <laughs> anyway, yes, I am reading or listening to lots of audiobooks at all times. All right, so definitely audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. So, and uh, we are on Patreon as well if you want to help the show out. Uh, if you don't want to go the audible route, you can always give us a dollar or two or more a show. Um, you can, uh, the cool thing about Patreon is you can max that out uh, at a certain amount a month. And we have rewards for, we're, we're still working on rewards, but we have, uh, for a dollar an episode, we'll give you, of course, a shout out on the show and an Anaheim, Sotor Anaheim mount code from the Cantina event. And, or, uh, if you do $2 a episode, we'll give you one of the latest cartel packs as well as the other two things. And if you already have one of the mount codes, I think we'll just give them two cartel packs. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Sounds like a hell of a deal. Cartel packs are always good. Exactly. Um, I want to thank... David, for being a patron to the show. So look for a message from us, man, uh, and you'll get your cartel pack. And let us know if you already have the pink mount, and we'll give you two cartel packs instead. So thank you, thank you, thank you, sir, for your uh, for helping us out. And uh, anybody else that wants to be a patron, do that. Patreon.com slash the usual podcast. So there we go. Yep. Thanks, David. You're the man, dude. You're the man. All right. Ready? Ready. I think it's time for Sotor. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So, uh, let's just start with our weeks in game, dude. What were you up to this week? Well, you and I did a little Freaky Friday. I uh, took our cue from the Bad Feeling podcast and crossed their Freaky Friday with PV Penis. And we had a little fun <laughs> playing some Hubball, some Navarre Coast, and some Hy- Ancient Hypergate. And we crossed and, some streams. Um, <laughs> we did cross some streams, and we weren't even drunk. No, and, I was. Um, I was. Yeah, you were, and uh, and I used uh, some Valor Boost because that's my that was my main uh, reason for getting into PvP this week is I wanted to try to raise my Valor uh, level. So I did that, and uh, I've been you know slowly but surely working on my Oricon dailies to try to max out that rep. So what do you think of PvP, man? I mean, I've I've gotten you to do it before in the past, not not too much, but uh, I don't know. You, you think you'll go back, or is it just a one off? It was fun. I I enjoyed I enjoyed Hubball. Um, I liked I liked the fact that we were going in on lobby levels because I think if I'd gone in with any of my level sixties, I would just have been you know decimated and totally screamed at by everybody. Um, in this case, you know, I realized I didn't have the hut ball. I mean, I didn't realize I had the hut ball for about twenty seconds, and then I started <laughs> running, and because uh, I hadn't worked out how to pass yet, and so uh, I mean, I knew how to do it. I just you know, it's mechanics, and it's just you know muscle memory and you know, getting used to doing it, and I just hadn't figured it out yet, so I accidentally threw it into an interception, but, you know, I ended up getting uh, some good medals, because I was just, uh, you know, I was doing it as a as a uh, Jedi as well, which I don't normally do, and so uh, it was kind of cool, I just kind of went in and did a, like a force sweep, and whenever I just get into a crowd and start attacking as many people as once as possible, so I did that, and, you know, I ended up with like eight kills or something, so nothing too bad. Um, I really enjoyed Navar Coast. Um, because, uh, I, like I kind of realized that my, yeah, I kind of realized that my, uh, 
my balawick, my my bread and butter was to defend. And so I'd like set myself at at, a, at one of the uh, the the hubs and uh, put myself in stealth and just chill right in front of it and you know keep getting the 500 points of defender and whenever anybody <laughs> comes up I put up that there's somebody coming and then I come out of nowhere and attack them and they're gone and I get some kills I get some defender points and uh, yeah so that was where it was the most fun um, and it was kind of cool because very rarely did anyone have to come back to help me because you know fewer people were attacking and it was just it was a lot of fun I don't know. I'm really glad that uh, we did on Lobby Tunes too. I, I had a blast, and I was hoping you were having some fun. And and I'm with you on the Novar. Well, that was a good Novar Coast match, um, and and you did well defending, man. I was I was stoked for you, man. I I was kind of secretly hoping. I honestly I would never do it at level sixty at this point with no unless it was on my main maybe because I actually have Valor fifty something on that one. But um, and but I have no PVP gear, you know. And people holler at you, and they they take it very seriously. But Lobby PVP seems to be just one of those things where, yeah, hey, we're just in it. Here we go. I mean, we, I had like a level 14 tune or something like that, I think, right? I don't even remember. Yeah, I went in on a level 28, and it, it was just nice because I'll be able to, to level up my Valor uh, points um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty pretty easily in the Lobby tunes. Um, exactly. And I'm purposely not leveling them yeah, outside of PVP so I can stay down in, in the, the Lobby uh, area. But it's a... Uh, it was fun, and I enjoyed it, and I'm getting more experience at it. Plus, my main on my 60 is a sniper, so it's not the best thing to go into PvP with. So Yeah, if, it, if, if what I hear is accurate, it's not, not good right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of Ancient Hypergate, dude? Ancient Hypergate was a little bit different just because it was getting used to the different the, the play style. Mm. Um, you know, realizing that once you pick up the, the orb and you're, and you're running it to the... The thing you can't put yourself in stealth because automatically drops the orb, stuff like that. Yeah, so just yeah. you know, learning the mechanics. It was my first time ever playing Hypergate, but I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. No, I, I had a blast, man. That's pretty much kind of what I did this week too. I, I played some PvP with you. Um, I did a bunch of dailies. I was I was doing some uh, black hole. I was yeah, I was doing some black hole dailies, and and the I realized as I was doing that. What a dumbass I was because I was listening to Utini Cast or something. And they reminded us, oh, you know, uh, you know, to do the new content that's coming out, which we'll talk about, three point two. Uh, you know, you got to be level sixty and you have to be done with the uh, Shadow of Revan content. I was like, damn it. So I'm only, I'm only through on one imp tune and three pub tunes, uh, Shadow of Revan. So I'm working so on my imp be... tunes. Okay, so you have to be level sixty and you have to be done with the Shadow of Revan story. Indeed, because it's a continuation okay, well, of that I'm, story. Right. Well, I'm on level 60 on all eight of my tunes, and I think I've done finished Shadow of Revan on four of them, so I'm going to have to finish those up this week before yeah, so that's drops. Yeah, so that's kind of what I was doing. I was trying to get my Bounty Hunter through it. I'm actually on Rishi right now, so I'm hoping to get through that. So, you know, once I'm done with her, it, it will, it'll be it'll be okay start. I, I, I don't want to just have one M tune. I'm more of an M player. For some reason, I have three pub tunes through Shadow of Revan. It's kind of weird for me, but I've talked about that before. Um, and then I was having some fun with the, you know, with the Anaheim packs. You know, when you get the little, you get the speeder mm-hmm. and you get a bonus item. I actually got a Carbonite right. Chamber, which I was pretty stoked about. It's the, nice. uh, you know, the, the region item, you know. And yeah. I also got an SPRO Power Droid, which is the trash can droid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> little mini That's pack. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I had, I've actually uh, only opened um, opened up that on three of my tunes. So I've gotten two of the green-white die packs and uh, an experience boost. So I really should, uh, after our podcast tonight, I'll log in and just open them up on the other five tunes. Yeah, I, I actually, I got one of each of those, too. So uh, I didn't make note of those because they weren't as interesting. Because the green, I'm never going to use that green die pack. And I have plenty of XP boosts. So, but anyway. Actually, I, I put the I put the green-white die pack on my... Um, on one of my Jedi's and my uh, and my sniper, and it looks pretty cool. I liked it. I like mm-hmm. the it gives it just a different color that I'm usually not used to. I'm more into purples and grays and blacks, man. I hate to tell you that. Almost Shocker. all my tunes, I know. I mean, I'm just saying. Almost all my tunes are that are that color scheme of some sort. But and they but they all have pink hair and purple skin. So I don't know, dude. I don't know what's wrong with me. But you're, let's move on. You're, you're weird. Thanks. All right. So should we do some news? mm Hmm. All right, so Swotor news. We have uh, maintenance that went up. That is going to be up on Tuesday, of course. Um, they'll be doing. Oh no, sorry. PTS maintenance. Uh, Tate on Friday said they'll be doing PTS maintenance today to apply a new update. Um, I'm aiming to start in-game messaging around 10:15 CDT, uh, and we'll have the patch notes uh, available for the update shortly. So really, that update. Those patch notes were mostly combat notes, and they put up a bunch of threads. I'm kind of consolidating news items here, but they put up a bunch of feedback threads as well. We don't really cover combat notes too much, but they are making some serious changes, Um, and we'll talk about one of the things that got scrapped a little bit later. But but yeah, so the PTS is up in effect. It is 3.2.1, so basically it's the next next update after 3.2, which is coming out Tuesday, which we'll get to. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right and uh i thought this was actually kind of cool there was an official i hadn't seen this i don't i don't troll the forums too much i don't troll i just use that term but the yeah, i'm offic- just not much of a forums person myself <laughs> yeah i i i used to be a lot more on the Sotor forums but out of the last couple of years i really haven't but the official armor wish list thread has been running i guess and and david stats basically uh commented on the thread um and saying i absolutely love that this thread is now at 46 pages well done, and many thanks for your continued suggestions. We have some great armor sets coming, uh, many of which have been direct result of this thread. Uh, which ones, you may ask? Well, you'll just have to wait and see, but I feel confident that they will not disappoint. Keep the suggestions coming in. Um, I don't know. I am I love that this thread exists, and I love that they respond in this way. Um, I don't know how you feel about some of the armor uh, that's come out, but I, I, it's nice that they're listening because some people hate all of the armor. All of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to to imagine that somebody can hate all of the armor. They might be <laughs> bored with it, but I mean, it, I, I find it hard to believe that they've hated every single armor set as soon as it's come out. People um, hard to please, man. Well, ain't that the truth? Especially MMOers, but exactly Star Wars MMOers yeah. for God's sake. So anyway, so I'm I'm excited about this. I'm very curious to see what some of these. Um, these uh, armor sets will be in the future. So there we go. Um, so the maintenance, this is the big one. Maintenance, April 28th. That is this Tuesday as we're recording. Um, all servers will be unavailable on April 28th while we apply game update 3.2, Rise of the Emperor. And that date, of course, is Tuesday the 28th and at 3 a.m. PDT. Uh, so as we've talked about in previous shows, this is the major update. We've been reading patch notes. We've been talking about. It, we've been speculating. I'm 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 pretty excited about this. We'll actually kind of talk about it a little bit more in a minute. 
But um, Tate goes on to say, said this update includes the planet Zyost uh, with a continuation of the Shadow of Revan storyline, the Alpha Designer, travel improvements, updates to the Group Finder, and related rewards, class changes, and numerous bug fixes. It also marks the end of the Ranked Warzone Arena Season 4 and the beginning of Season 5. During maintenance, all updates and additional information will be posted on the Twitter account. Thank you for your patience, etc. So um, this is our big 3.2. They, they actually kept to the date, man. They announced this date a while back, I guess during that live stream, the first, uh, yeah, we're talking a couple months. Yeah. They, they announced it during that live stream and you know, all things are subject to change and they, they kept to this date. I'm, I'm pretty impressed actually. Yeah. It's nice. And, uh, it's, I'm, I'm getting excited for it. It's, it's going to be nice to, uh, to see a, a new planet in Zyos. Um, and uh, you didn't play Zyos on the PTS, did you? No, I did not. I purposely stayed away from it cause I didn't want to see any, uh, any story. Yeah, same here, and I'm 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 pretty pumped about it, man. I I can't wait to see what it's all about. I want to mess around with the alpha design a little bit. I was actually going on a couple of my tunes, going through some of my cargo bays, man. Especially on my main, I have like three cargo bays full of just random armor <laughs> that I've just never threw away all the year, all of all of these years, you know. Yeah, so. well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I keep. I don't keep all of the 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 orange armor, um, you know, the basic armor sets that you can like pick up in, you know, loot drops and stuff like that. I don't normally keep anything that's a specific set that you can buy from a rep to or from a rep vendor or, um, you know, from an increase in valor or social points. So the, you know, specific sets like that yeah. is uh, are the ones that I tend to keep. Totally, yeah, and I. I don't know what I keep and what I don't. I I went through a, a long streak of buying a lot of um, hyper crates. <laughs> so like on a couple <laughs> of my on a couple of my tunes, I have like an armor bay, like a cargo bay just full of the crates, the little crates. <laughs> yeah, I've got a armors. few of those. So yeah, I've got a few of those. I don't open them because I don't want to take up two spots when I can just keep it one. And this goes back to my my wall of crazy of wanting right. to have stackable armor. Well, you can take just one thing out, but still, it's like, once you open it, it's like, all right, now I got to do something with it, you know? But yeah, exactly. being able to stack it up would be sweet. I'm with you. Yeah, and um, I mean, and not just with orange sets. I mean, to be able to do with any set, as long as it's, you know, the same set and just be able to stack it within itself would be so much more convenient. Well, and that's something that actually came out of the cantina. I heard on a podcast they were talking about, um, and that was something that came up in the, we talked about this last week, but... They are considering um, how things stack, um, and I'm really hoping that that change comes. It's a big quality of life life change, I think, man. Yeah, well, when we were talking about it, it was mostly you know upping stack quantity, right? So from like ten to ninety nine, and from ninety nine to nine ninety nine, and right. you know, don't get me wrong, they'll entirely help because I've just got cargo bay after cargo bay filled with you know ninety nine stack mats right now because you know I just I scavenge like crazy, and I I mean more than scavenge. I, I collect like crazy and I use them because I, I use them all to build uh, prefab units and, and whatnot and stuff for, uh, for uh, a conquest. But mm. it's, you know, that's only going to give me a few extra cargo bays that I can put more gear in when it would just be so much easier to just have one square of storage for it's It's just, yeah, it'd just be so much easier. No, I'm with you. And I'm hoping that that comes down the pipe pretty cool, pretty soon. So, I mean, and they, I mean, they might have, I mean, they, they always have some sort of the coating in it already because, you know, they drop crates that have complete gear in it. Like with the, the star, yeah. the, the, the pilot gear that came out 
with Starfighter. You know, those came that way, so we've got to, and there has to be a way to restack them into that format. It'd just be nice to be able to put stuff in a crate. I mean, uh, I mean, even if it was like a vendor, you buy a crate from a, an armor crate from a vendor, right? God forbid. Okay, you yeah, buy it. Yeah, it's, even if it's, it's not, not just expensive. being able to stack it. Yeah, even if it's no, not but, even being able to stack it, it's something that you can make for your stronghold or something, and just it's a crate that you can put. Yeah, say, no, I'm, ten sets of armor. No, in I'm, or I'm like with that. you, and I just, I just think even on a very base level, like if it came in a crate, you should be able to recreate it. So mm-hmm. buy the recrate on the vendor, and put the crap back in the yeah. crate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but also, a lot of this will be alleviated with the with the uh, well, some of it will be alleviated with the um, costume designer. So you'll be able to stack stuff essentially on your tunes and then delete it. Yeah, but that's going to be that's a max of what six slots or eight slots, whatever it is. Um, what do you mean six slots in the costume designer? Well, there's 16 levels that you can buy, but I mean... 16. But still, that's 16 armor sets, and there's, you know, hundreds of armor sets out there. But you so. can pass them all to your... So, like, let's say you have that one armor set. Like, let's say there's a legacy piece. You pass that one set. You put on your one tune on your level three, con, you know, uh, costume designer, and then you pass it to your other, you know, seven tunes to put on level whatever of theirs, and then you delete the armor set. You don't have to worry about it. No, I, I, I understand that, but I'm saying is you can do this for only, like, 16 yes. armor sets, because that's yeah. how many slots there are. But there's Wait. hundreds of armor sets that are not in collections, because collections only handles cartel packs. Right, but what I'm saying is, you're saying only 16. Like, like that's not enough. <laughs> uh, it's not. <laughs> do you realize? I will probably have no more than three, at the very most, on any tune. Maybe no, but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm like I said. I'm a, I'm a collector of the sets, right? So I know, I know. You know, I'm if you time. just use if you just do the social, you know, the social sets, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the slave set and the formal set and stuff that you get from each planet when you raise your social uh, level. You know, how many planets do we have now that you can go and get a new set at each of those? That I mean, just doing social sets will take up to sixteen. Yes, I'm not counting you. the valor sets or counting, you know. Anything else? You know what I mean. I'm I'm following you. I just I'm just saying I'm, it's a great start, but it's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, I am with you 100. percent I just I'm not a completionist on that level, and I'm gonna be fine. I hate you. I know, <laughs> but I, I honestly though I really want what you're saying to happen, and and we're gonna move on past this. But I I really want what you're saying to happen because there's a lot. I mean, besides the item stacking and stuff, I mean, being able to stack. Anything that goes together on top of itself would be a great start, let alone, yes, putting something in your stronghold, put all your crap in some kind of uh, closet or some sort. I mean, I think that's the, I think they'll get there, but it's going to be a while. Yeah, and I actually, I went, after after listening to the cantina, they were talking about how they had increased uh, uh, stacking maxes from 10s to 20s to to 99s and whatnot. I went back into my storage bay and and checked out... um, the interrogation droids and the uh, the uh, interrogation probes and the the uh, the drinks that you give for Bonnie Bounty Contract Week, right? Oh yeah, those are yeah. still maxed are at ten. Yeah, yeah, and they're still maxed at ten. I hate them. Yes. Yep. <laughs> kind of a pain. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. So they they just have to take the time to go and do that. I think. Um, so there's a couple other news items here. There's this whole idea, and this is one of the controversial things that's been going on the last week or so, 
with uh, consumption uh, as far as um, sorcer- uh, sorcs and sages. and Somebody put out there, they said, look, did this quality of life change get scrapped? And there's, I mean, this has been a controversial thing no matter what. So uh, John Jarowski, I guess, um, came out and said, the original post of consumption slash noble sacrifice design with a three-minute cooldown was just a sample of one of the ideas that we were considering. Following internal uh, reassessment and community feedback, we moved away from it and are now focused on maintaining a unique playstyle for Sorks and Seers. Um, the new consumption slash noble sacrifice design to allow corruption, Sorks and Seers, Sages to uh, burst heal with more control of resource management and expense. So I, I think whether you're following, you, anybody that's been listening to this, you know, we don't really cover this stuff for the most part, but what I think is interesting about this is that this was a really hot button topic for a, a solid week. Like every podcast was pretty up in arms about this. Um, the forums were lighting up um, and they, they changed it. They're not going to do it. So I, I think, I think it's important that that communication keep going. So if you're not happy with something, obviously let them know, but don't just say, I hate you. This is stupid. You know, be constructive about it. And then uh, they might make a change. So I think it's cool. Yeah. Of course you can you'll be, be constructive in your, in your yeah. anger. Don't, don't yeah, let it override guy. your feelings. Don't be that but guy. it's a, uh, you know, this is just kind of funny. And my, I, I really had no idea that there was an issue with this because yeah. I don't use, con- I don't use consumption or normal sacrifice. So, well, but that's the thing. And, and this is, this was a lot of, uh, this was going to affect PVP. I mean, this was a big deal. Um, and I, I'm glad it's, you know, hopefully they fix it be- between now and the, and the time it goes live. So, you know, again, this is a PTS thing and going along with it is leap is broken was the next one. And Tate came out, this was, that was the name of the thread. Uh, Tate came out on Friday and said, we are aware of the issue, but this PTS bill was take, uh, taken earlier this week, shortly after the PTS opened, so we didn't get a chance to fix it. They'll be fixing it before 3.2.1 goes live, if not in a further uh, future PTS bill. The thing is, this guy, whoever posted this, is like, how could you go live with this if, if Leap is broken? Obviously, they're not going to go live with it. You know they're gonna fix it, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be fixed before. I mean, I shouldn't say obviously because some things do make it alive, but um, this is one of those things that we'll, there's no chance they're gonna go with leaping broken. Anyway, last thing here before we kind of move out of Swotor, and well, we'll have a brief discussion topic. Um, uh, six line, the six line part one is the newest, uh, you know, blog <laughs> story blog. Did you chance? Nice. Did you get a chance to check it out? No, I actually have not had a chance to read this one. Did you? I, I read most of it. It's it's really good. It's it's kind of cool because it's that line of Jedi that we're very intrigued with that are coming with 3.2, right? Um, the sixth right. line, you know, that's very militaristic. So it shows this dynamic between these four or five Jedi and how they're kind of, they're trying to find their place. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, I didn't get to read all of it. I got, I got interrupted, but I definitely want to check it out. Maybe we'll talk about it a little more next week. Maybe if part two comes out between now and next week, it'd be cool. So, um, but it's cool. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm assuming Courtney's still writing these. They're very, it's, the writing is great. Um, the stories are cool. So I'm very intrigued to see what the storyline in game is with the sixth line. So yeah, I'll definitely read it tonight or tomorrow. So awesome. All right. Last thing I just wanted to ask you before we move out of SOTOR and before, I mean, by the time people listen to this 3.2 will probably be live unless I get crazy and I get this out tomorrow, which I probably won't. 3.2 3.2 will be live. What are you What are you going to do, man? What are, what's your plan? Are you stoked? I mean, what are you most excited um, about? I mean, let's just let's talk about 3.2. Chat, uh, you know, rise the emperor. Woo. <laughs> I'm I'm most excited in the new story content. So, you know, obviously I just love new planets. I just love being able to explore 
And, I mean, one of my favorite things so far, one of my favorite accomplishments in the game so far was getting the Master Explorer. Where on yeah. my main tune, I saw every single area of every single planet. And it was just, a, it was a lot of fun just going to see and, you know, seeing where the areas I, I hadn't seen yet and interact with the different people and see the new species. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah, me too, man. I'm, I'm stoked about the story. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how far I go down the costume designer rabbit hole, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I do like... I've been reluctant to change my look on several tunes because I hate having to pull mods out. I hate having to spend that money. I mean, I wrote that blog post. I was mad when 3.0 came out, you know, how much money it cost to swap things around when you got new gear, you know, going through the Shadow of Revan content. So, you know, I'm... I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And I'm very excited about the story content for sure. Um, my, my plan first though, I've got to get at least one more imp tune to 60. I got to do that before <laughs> it drops because I, I can't be just the pub dude. I, I'm not a pub guy, man. Darth Pops, no, that's, that's definitely not you. It's not me, dude. It's not how I roll. So, um, yeah, I mean, anything else with 3.2? I, I, I guess I'm kind of excited about the, the travel stuff too. Um, especially with um, on May fourth with twelve XP coming back, I'm very excited about the travel stuff being simpler. Yeah, that's going to be a lot easier once uh, May fourth comes and uh, the twelve XP hits. I'm going to be starting a new uh, Sith Warrior so I can run it completely dark side and get Jason uh, dark side mm-hmm. to finish those achievements. Um, but uh, it, it's it's just going to be nice for that to be so much easier, especially when you hit planets like Hoth and and Belsavis. Yeah, I have a Sork and a Merc that I want to level when 12 XP comes. Um, mostly because, I mean, I have an Inquisitor, obviously, already. And, you know, I just I, I just want, I don't know, I want it to be faster. I can't level the regular way anymore. So I'm, I'm excited about 12 XP. Um, and I want to get, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just stoked about it, dude. I'm, I like new content. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully there will be not a lot of bugs. So <laughs> That would be nice. Yep. All right, man. So, out of Sword Tour? Yeah, out of Sword Tour. Cool. So, if you want to check out Sword Tour, if you listen to us for this half an hour, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> our refer friend links are at usualpodcast.com on our about page and in the show notes, of course. <laughs> Section 2, Star Wars. This is going to be a very light Star Wars week, dude. Compared to last yeah, week. Yeah, I, we, I think we were a little heavy last week, so... <laughs> Yeah, so welcome to the Star Wars section of the show. It will not be an hour and 25 minutes like last week, but, you know, we have a couple things we want to talk about. Do you want to start with the comics? Yeah, let's start with uh, Vader 4, um, which we finally got around to reading. I really enjoyed it. Um, the introduction of the, the female archaeologist was kind of cool. Um, I liked her interaction with Vader, that she kind of knew what her place was, but she yeah. still had no problem speaking her mind. Um I think my favorite part of the entire um, issue, though, was the fact that the protocol droid that looked like C-3PO was the interrogator and torturer, oh which was awesome, especially when uh, his eyes turned red and said, let's start with your name. It's like an HK droid in a protocol droid's body. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed that, and I really liked it when they were... Uh, when they first got to to Geonosis and 
and she asked if he'd ever been here before and then it this just goes with the the design of the artist is that mm. the next thing you see is you turn the page so it wasn't on a facing page you had to turn the page and the first panel you see is young yeah. anakin and padme going in for the battle from attack of the clones which is very yeah. cool and uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's just—it's definitely the way the artist set up the book because it wouldn't have had as much impact if it was middle of the page or even on a facing page. It was the first thing on a turned page, so it was very cool the way they set that up. And then I liked how uh, at the end, um, how it's talking about the Emperor's um, choices for supplanting Vader, and yeah. the fact that they said choices, so it's like plural people. And I'm wondering if this is going to tie into. Rogue One at all. I, I think... I have to imagine it will, or it'll tie into something. Um, it was alluding to so many different things. I feel like there's there's a lot of story opportunities there, and I'm with you. I really dug the ending, especially with the young archaeologist. Mm-hmm. Knowing... And, and, and again, I mean, we haven't really given away any spoilers so much right now, but like, there's not much to spoil in this particular book. Um, if you haven't been reading it, none of what we're saying will probably make any sense, but, um, I'm not trying to spoil it, but I mean, the idea that she's kind of sitting there like, all right, you know, I'm ready if that's, if that's the, what, how it has to be, you know what I mean? And and I I think that's, that tripped me out and I'm just like, well, okay. And that, it made a whole lot of sense considering if you're going to team up with somebody like Darth Vader know what you're getting into, you know, you know, and this girl's smart enough to know, like, look, I've, I'm lucky I've lived this long. You know what I mean? If you're, if essentially, if you're done with me, all right, I guess we're done. You know? Yeah, it, it really does it, it really points that out in two different specific panels where, one where she was picking and choosing the way she would like to die, you know, mm-hmm. lightsaber as opposed to vacuum of space. Right. But then the other one was, you know, I can't get this thing up to the roof, can you, and then you know, middle of her sentence, he just uses a flick of his hand to get the the probe up to the top of the, ca- the cavern, and she goes, yeah. "Of course you can. You're Darth Vader." <laughs> right. It's like, why was I almost questioning you? I'm sorry, I did that. Um, I I like their relationship, sort of. I know it's not much of a relationship, obviously, on Darth Vader's side, but I I think that this character is. I, do you think she'll stick around? I hope so, because you know. Vader's never, other than, well, no, Vader's never really had a female character to bounce stuff off of. And I really liked it. Well, Vader, no, Vader hasn't. Anakin has. Anakin has, but not Vader. But what I really liked about this, this issue was, you know, so far in this book, you're in the mindset of it's Vader. It's Vader, it's Vader, it's Vader, right? Mm -hmm. But because of that panel choice at the beginning when they first get to Geonosis, you're imagining it's Anakin and Vader. It's Anakin and Vader. Mm -hmm. It's Anakin Mm -hmm. and So you have that much different mindset well and that's interesting because if we take it from that standpoint it does change the dynamic between the two a little bit it it brings the relationship with you know he and padme and of course from what we know the clone wars he had that relationship with ahsoka as well so maybe you know and he kind of says you know give me he almost says give me a reason to keep you around you know what i mean like not that i'm gonna you know Granted, he would kill her if he had to, right? But right. I, I, I feel like there, there's almost, from just this text, there's almost a, um, a soft spot sort of for, for, for her because of those other relationships. I think so. Exactly. Not, and, a so- and 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 by soft spot, I mean really, really minor soft spot. But um, you know, does that make sense? 
Oh, absolutely, and I completely agree. Cool. Um, anything else that stood out to you about this one, dude? I mean, you know, there wasn't much. Just else the fact that going I still think there. this is the of the of any of the, the books so far. This one has the best artwork. Oh yeah, it was beautiful. I really did like the the uh, the thing with the uh, with the Geonosin, the the queen. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really weird, which I liked. Um, yeah, and I also really liked that. Sorry, go ahead. That was definitely trippy. Um, the the panel I think that I I liked that was the most beautiful was, you know, and honestly I can't bring it up right now, but it's the the panel where um, the archaeologist is looking right at the camera. And it's got like the background behind her, and it's just it was really beautifully drawn, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, there's a couple shots. I'm actually flipping through it right now. The um, the the shot I liked actually uh, after Vader, you know, chops the 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 queen, uh, and the protocol droid, and the and the astromech are sitting there, and it's just they're just lighting the place up. I just thought that was that was just really cool. Yeah, exactly. And that's a really brutal little astromech. I like the 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 modifiers on that one. Um, yeah, man, I, I like this book. Uh, I was a little wary about the, on the last one, actually, when, when she came into play, but now that she's here, I kind of want to see her stick around and see how this dynamic plays out a little bit. Um, and I'm intrigued by this bounty hunter too. So we'll see, see how it goes in, in the next one. So, and this one's not going to be a short one, right? No, I don't believe it's a short run of five. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, cool. Yeah. All right, man. So the next bit of thing we have, uh, next bit of thing, I don't even know if that makes sense. Uh, there was something I saw on the force.net today. Um, it was basically, it was a post they put up called star Wars at Del Rey. And this came from Anaheim. And I knew there was going to be more things coming from Anaheim, you know, celebration. But, uh, the cool thing that I, the thing I liked about it is, you know, they talked about the books that were coming up. Um, it said, um, then came the reveal, the most eagerly anticipated aftermath by Chuck Winding, which we've talked about. Not much was discussed about the title, except that it was due, um, with the other journey of the force awakens titles, which all drop on September 4th, um, as part of the new trilogy of books. And, and I don't think we've talked about it, but the fact that it's going to be a trilogy, I think yeah, is really I interesting. That's new information to me. I didn't know it was going to be a trilogy. The one thing we did talk about in the wake of, uh, celebrations was that all the books were getting dropped on September 4th. Um, and this actually brings up a little interesting side note I was going to tell you is I was in class, uh, uh, last Wednesday and, uh, you know, it's a big seminar class of 160 students and behind me I'm hearing, yeah, and they're all coming September 4th and there's 20 of them and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to read them all and all this stuff. And so I'm like, all right, there's somebody obviously who's talking about Star Wars. And so I went up and talked to her and, uh, it turns out she's actually a big comics person. So... I gave her my card, and if she's listening already, McKenna, it's nice to meet you, and hopefully we can get to get to know you a little bit more and uh, get you in to talk about some uh, some comics, because uh, her goal is to read all of the Star Wars comics before the movie comes out. I believe nice. is what she said. So yeah, it's a, a worthy endeavor. A worthy endeavor. So uh, I'm excited all these all these books from Del Rey. Cool. Yeah, man. If you want to get her on the show, that'd be sweet. I mean, we have a bunch of comics to catch up on too. So. Um, we can do a comic episode or something. It'd be sweet. So, yep. um, all right, man. So, and then the other, the next part about this, I thought was interesting. It said coming this October is one of Del Rey's first star Wars bindups rise of the empire, which sees the paperback version of a new Don and Tarkin combined into one paperback book, along with at least two new short stories produced for this collection. Um, that's really interesting to me. 
considering yeah, I've think... read both of those books. I wonder what the short stories are going to be. Yeah, I, I like the, the concept of these bind-ups. Um, it just seems like they're taking the, the format of trade paperbacks from the comics world yep. and just mm-hmm. putting them into the literary world. So I'm excited that they're, they're doing this. Granted, it's just it's another way for them to release marketing and, and stuff. But, well, of course. Um, and make more money. But, but with new content, cool. too. So Exactly. Know. As long as it's coming with new content, like the short stories, I'm cool with that. And this is something that we we talked about uh, Star Wars Battlefront last week, which we'll talk about again in a couple minutes briefly. This is something else that uh, the Force.net put up there. They said, November sees a tie-in to the Battlefront video game with Battlefront Twilight Company by Alexander Freed. And if you're a Tour fan, Alexander Freed was the one who wrote the Agent storyline. And this book, I think, is going to be sick. It says, this book is not an adaptation of the game events, but a new story that takes place in the same time period. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm excited, and I hope it's the, you know, they they kind of taken this from the, the Old Republic model in mm. just setting books in the same universe, and uh, I hope this is something uh, that's going to be going forward. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pumped about this, man. Uh, I'm very excited about Battlefront, obviously, and, and having a book that goes, that that's, especially with Freed at the helm, I'm, I'm pumped, so... Oh, yeah, actually, this was interesting. The last thing they kind of put on their, on their post was, at this point, um, the panel opened up uh, to the floor, com- uh, opened the floor to comments. A gentleman up front asked if Del Rey was still looking for an author to write The Force Awakens and offered himself as a candidate. Uh, Heedle and Shapiro conferred briefly with each other and admitted that, yes, they were looking and invited him up on stage. Fans were then amazed to see Alan Dean Foster take the stage with the announcement that he would be writing the Episode 7 novelization. Which we did talk about last week, didn't we? Yeah, we talked that Alan Dean Foster was back, but we didn't. Neither one of us had seen the actual panel, so we didn't. We didn't hear about this uh, this cool reveal. But it is uh, it is great to have uh, Alan Dean Foster back in the Star Wars universe. It seems like a pretty cool way to do it, too. <laughs> you have anybody to yeah, write absolutely. that? Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's pretty cool. Exactly. Uh, no, I really like that. So it says it'll release an ebook, which we've talked about ebook format on December eighteenth. Um, with the release of the film and a print version following in January. So so the next thing, let's talk Battlefront for a minute, and then we'll kind of ease our way out of Star Wars here. Um, there was a Twitter Q&A a few days ago, three days ago. Uh, there was a Twitter Q&A with design uh, director Nicholas uh, Farragras. I'm saying that wrong, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, it was really neat actually to read through this, and we'll put a link in the show note. Uh, show notes. Um there was only a few things here that I thought that we hadn't seen yet. Let's see. Will there be some sort of action mode with bots? And Nicholas comes back, comes back and says, we have a feature called missions that allow you to play solo or cooperatively with bots on or offline, which I think is cool. Um, you know, some of these games that are very heavily, you know, multiplayer based don't have a mode where you can just be like, okay, I want to practice. I want to just play. I don't want the stress of playing with a bunch of other people. Let me just run this, and then there'll be bots in place, and I think that's cool. Um, I remember Goldeneye did it, and or you know, and that was one of the things I, I really liked about that game too. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the idea of, of Battlefront, but this is definitely not a play style that I'm used to. Plus, mm-hmm. if it is very dependent on other gamers being involved, that's definitely not how I game. So we shall see how I can adapt to the uh, the setting, but I definitely want to definitely play it for the story. So we we shall see what happens. Being that there's no campaign mode, 
I think what's going to be interesting, there's some missions that, that we could run together, co-op, which is cool. Um, right. Um, and, and the one thing about Battlefront that I think is different than other first-person shooter games is that, sure, there's something at stake, there's stuff going on, but there's so many other people. <laughs> it's like you can easily kind of get lost and just do your own thing, and it doesn't really matter. And, like, I don't... The stress is not the same as it is in, like, you know, a war zone, you know, where it's an arena and there's four of you. You know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. 40 other, there's 39 other people on the field at the same time. And, you know, so, so I, I think you should give it a shot, man. I think, I think you'll like it still. So if anything, just to be able to do what you can do in the game. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to try it out. So, so let's see. So we have confirmed two maps per planet, eight, pla- eight multiplayer maps at launch. And he says there'll be more than more maps than eight and more than two per planet at launch, which is cool. Somebody asked, will we be able to pilot ATSTs, which I think is important. And he said, you will be able to pilot ATSTs as well as many other iconic vehicles like X-Wings and TIE Fighters. And this is the one that I brought up last week, which I think is interesting. Are we going to be able to participate in space battles? And Nicholas came back. He said, you'll be able to take the skies over our planets and dogfight with squadrons of starfighters. So he didn't say yes, <laughs> but he didn't say no. So well, I, I mean, don't. You know, the you, way you, that word it is, I don't see it as being space battles. I think it's kind of like what we see in the Force Awakens trailer with the X wings in atmosphere. Exactly. I think you're absolutely right there. Okay, so uh, someone asked, "How do you play as Darth Vader and Boba Fett?" Um, and he says, "Heroes depend heavily on gameplay mode. We will tell you more about heroes at a later date." And this is something I'm very intrigued about because. First of all, I want to play as both of those guys. But um, those are both uh, technically evil dudes, right? Right. Um, who are we going to get on the other side? I'm very excited about that, you know? Um, yeah, that's Luke, a, Yoda, it's an interesting question. I mean, you know, Han, I mean, I think we sick, so we'll see. So the last thing we'll cover here, it says, what, customer custom, what character customization will be available in game? Surely there will be a character slash loadout choices. And he comes back and says, you will have a great freedom in customizing your own playstyle, essentially creating your own playstyle. Which, in my opinion, is super cool. I mean, in a, in a world like Star Wars, I mean, you really want to be able to, um, you really want to be able to customize your place, you know? And I think if they can pull it off in the way that people expect, I think it's going to be a win. So, any thoughts yeah. on Battlefront, dude? Um, no, other than, I, I, again, I'm just worried about gameplay for myself, but I'm still going <laughs> to get involved for story cool um actually no one more thing on battlefront there was a little bit of confirmation that if you are piloting an atat it will be on rails interesting we'll put a link in the show notes it's a very brief statement it's it they had to kind of make a decision there um and they say total freedom isn't always the best thing which i i'm with them on that i mean if you had an atat why would you be anything else yeah and you're going through a battlefield (laughs) you're just gonna be stomping on fools yeah, why would you be anything else? <laughs> and um, why wouldn't everybody get in there with you? You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's interesting. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. So, all right. So um, at the tail end of this section here, uh, I guess we're just going to do this as the tail end of our Star Wars section. Um, we're we're going to do something called Podcast Corner, which is basically just, you know, podcasts we're listening to and what we're digging. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Will does too. So, why don't we start with you, dude? What do you, what do you listen to right now that you want to shout out? Well, I, I think a, a good idea about this this 
section is that uh, we can focus on non-Star Wars or SWTOR mm-hmm. podcasts. So the one that I listen to the most um, in the pop culture genre, staying away from Star Wars, is Rachel and Miles Explain the X-Men, um, which is a great podcast of a husband and wife team that are both uh, involved in the comics industry who just decided that they are going to take their love of the X-Men and start back at X-Men 1 and go all the way up to current day and describe the entire X-Men universe because it is so convoluted with retcons and whatnot. And it's really yeah. cool. I'm uh, they, they just did their 51st episode, I think, and I am up to like 39. I still have like 12 more to catch up. But Whoa. it's a great podcast, and uh, so if you guys... You don't get a chance go and listen to it um, because if you're a Marvel fan at all, it's really, really interesting how uh, how in depth they can get. Plus, they have a funny way of starting each show where um, where Miles comes up with a question about a particularly convoluted character, excuse me, character or storyline, and Rachel explains it, and it's so out of the realm of weird that every time it ends with Miles going, "What?" And then that's how they start the show. <laughs> so it's it's a really funny thing, and uh, yeah, it, I really enjoy it. And they get some great uh, guest uh, guest people to be involved with it, and it's 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 a lot of fun. For me, in the wake of Anaheim, I've been listening to, of course, Coffee with Kenobi. Um, they did a bunch of great interviews. Uh, one interview was with uh, Freddie Pin- Freddie Prince Jr., who does the voice of Kanan on Rebels. It was really good. Um, they also interviewed um, the voice actors um, from the Star Wars audiobooks. Uh, so that's been great. Cantina cast as well. Far, far away radio. Um, I've been listening to them a lot as well with their coverage. Um, the main thing I wanted to kind of put out there too uh, that's non-SWOTOR, because obviously I listen to all the Star Wars Yoda Republic podcasts, and I do listen to most of the Smodcast podcasts. Uh, podcasts um but one i'm kind of obsessed with right now is called disney dish basically (laughs) it's the podcast for the unofficial guide it's called the unofficial guide and basically the dudes do they do like a um, history of disney and disneyland and disney world and anything disney um and it's really really cool this guy jim hill is a historian a disney historian and I've never heard some of these stories before. And I've been, I mean, I've been going to Disneyland forever and you know, and you're, you're, you know, you know more of this stuff than I do, but some of this stuff is absolutely fascinating, man. I've, I've probably listened to 30 something of their episodes in the last couple of weeks. So definitely check out Disney dish. Yeah. They're a lot of fun and really interesting and really, really knowledgeable. I'm nowhere near 30. I've listened to a few, but it's definitely (laughs) on my list to to keep listening to. Yeah. Right now I'm listening to one. uh, They're talking about, uh, Fantasyland in in Disneyland, like the Disneyland ones, I'm more excited about. But I mean, everything from the from the history of, you know, you know Walt creating something or what happened if Walt was alive. I mean, just really cool stuff. I mean, it's a great podcast, so definitely check that out. Um, you can fall down the rabbit hole of Disney history, and especially if you're if you're a park if you're a theme park goer, and you're any into Disney at all and, and, and these things. It's it's really a neat podcast. So um I can't I can't recommend it highly enough if you're into these things. It's really fun. So um alright. And I just rattled off a whole bunch of podcasts and <laughs> Assembly of Geeks as well. They're amazing. <laughs>
somebody just recommended another one to me today. Um, it's called the Doom Buggies Spook Show. Okay, it's well, really <laughs> it's Buggy, dedicated okay. to the fans of Disney's Haunted Mansion attractions. Yeah, there's actually a website called DoomBuggies.net, which is uh-huh. a great fan site, and I'm sure it's done by the same people. And they do a whole bunch of events at Disneyland. They're a lot of fun. They're really, really cool. Um, they've written books about it. It's they, they do really, really cool stuff. So you you told me about this podcast. I'm definitely going to listen to it. Um, but, yeah, if it's the same people, they're very worth uh, hang, uh, listening to. Um, yeah, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I, I And, look, man, I the thing with me with podcasts is I think that everybody has something to say and I think that everybody has something to say within what they like. And if I like a thing, I can find a podcast about that thing. And so it makes me excited. And so I'm, I'm more than happy to give them a shout out here and, and be like, look, check it out. Cause it's fun. So no, absolutely. And I completely agree with you. I just think you have that innate ability oh. to be able to listen to it while still focusing on other things where I don't, my mind doesn't multitask that way. So just keep in mind, if I mention you on here that I listen to you, it means that I really like you because it's hard for me to, to be able to listen to something while I'm doing something else. Um, yeah, he's a pick and chooser, man. I just listen to everything. And yeah, I'm definitely a pick and chooser. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so like Rachel Miles and Disney Dish, if I'm listening to you, it's because you're good. So keep up the good work. Yeah, Disney Dish does a great job, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to them, I think. They're cool. Anyway, um... All right, so that's Podcast Corner, episode one. (laughs) (laughs) You're weird. I know. All right, let's get out of Star Wars, I guess. We kind of already were. Let's get to to Geek and Pop Culture and get out of here, all right? What the hell is going on? It's Cheryl. She's in the cockpit. I think she's trying to kill us all. Oh, good. Woof. (laughs) For a second there, I thought I drank too much. I'm going to hand it over to you, man. You start it off. Yeah, I actually don't have a ton of pop culture stuff this week. Um, I, there's there's a couple things I'm going to focus on, but the first thing is a kind of a house cleaning uh, thing. Um, for those of you that follow us and have since the beginning, you'll notice that you know there haven't been many blogs on the website lately, especially on you know, my weekly top ten hasn't been weekly lately. But I've been kind of coming up with a new format of and content calendar. Um, and so starting this week, we're going to see it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be writing um, three blogs a week. Uh, they're going to be called Binge Blog, which is going to be focused on the television that I watched throughout the week because I had been trying to review stuff on an episode-by-episode basis, but I just watched too much damn television for it to make sense. So um, what I'm going to do is the Binge Blog is going to come out on Mondays. Uh, first episode or first blog is going to be tomorrow and it's basically just going to list every episode of the shows that I watched this week with a one sentence review so there might be spoilers in them but there might not be but it's kind of cool because if you follow the shows they'll completely make sense to you if you if not if you don't watch the shows then they're not going to make sense so but it's a wide range of television programs and and so uh I hope everybody checks that out um if you guys have ideas for shows you want me to watch um I'm Always take recommendations, um, so you can you know hit me up on Twitter with at I am Will Griggs hashtag binge blog. Um, yes, Marshall Carr. Um, Arrow, Flash. Yes, Arrow and Flash and Gotham are all on my list. Gotham. Um, so Still some stuff out there, man. 
<laughs> well, you know, just tweet me with at I am Griggs, hashtag binge blog. Okay. I refuse. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> um, and then on Wednesdays, I'm going to be back to doing my weekly top ten. And I have written this week's already. Um, and it's going to be on documentaries, which is really cool. Um, and just a little side note on a little rewind. If you'd written read any of my earlier blogs on weekly top tens, one of my first ones I talked about top ten shows you should be watching. And two of them are just exploding this week. Uh, one is uh, Inside Amy Schumer is just exploding because she came out with her season premiere, which I said everybody should keep an eye out for because it was coming up in April. And she had that music video for Milk Milk Lemonade, which if you haven't seen yet, we'll put a link in the show notes and Google it or YouTube it or whatever. It's hilarious. It's talking about the fascination with uh, the female posterior and... Uh, uh, <laughs> And it's got uh, quite a few guest stars. I mean, uh, um, Method Man's in it, and uh, uh, Amber Rose is in it. You know, people that you recognize. But it's really kind of interesting. I was following it on Twitter, and Amber Tamlin um, was in the background and one of the dancers. It's really kind of interesting, so that's cool. And then um, John Oliver's Last Week Tonight on HBO is just blowing up. Uh, He did a great bit on infrastructure uh, last month. And he did a movie trailer for it that had oh, so many guest the, stars. The and infrastructure posted, thing was freaking brilliant, dude. Yeah, I posted it to that our Facebook so page um, and to Pinterest. Um, so, you know, go back to our Facebook page and just, you know, look for infrastructure. It's hilarious. You can also find oh, it on YouTube. That was so um, awesome. Now, one that I'm really excited about is on Thursdays, I'm going to be releasing a blog called Culture of Pop. And it's going to be looking at a deeper aspect of pop culture. Um, the first one I'm going to be writing about is uh, the way that the writers of Friends used homosexual humor in the hmm. the Friends shows because I've been binge watching Friends on Netflix since it, you know, cool. came onto Netflix. And you know, for being a show that dealt with a lot of you know gay rights aspects, like having a lesbian couple, and you know, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been the first on camera um, lesbian wedding in prime time. Yeah, it might have been. But mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many just off-color, off-handed comments there are about homosexuality between the three male main characters. So it's just oh, kind yeah. of interesting how it's kind of a, a dual-sided concept there where they were you know, instrumental in rights in one aspect, but totally derogatory in another. So right. something to look at. Um, some other concepts that will be coming up is religion in the Matrix universe, uh, civil rights in Sidney Poitier films, uh, Disney marketing of princesses versus non-princesses. Um, and then one that is going to be key to our uh, our SWOTOR listeners is I'm going to look at gender identity in the SWOTOR universe um, mm. and how, you know, it's... how you can make, you know, smaller men or smaller women or bigger men or bigger women. Um, and, you know, you can kind of, you know, tailor it to gender identity with, like, you know, you can have a woman with a mohawk or a man with long hair or... You know, what you would generally consider to be gender identification, but mm-hmm. it still is harder to change the bus size if you want to have a androgynous woman or whatnot. And what freaks me out even more is I, I it always takes me back to on Coruscant, there was a side quest where you're given by a 12 year old girl to go find her brother down in the bowels of the of the water treatment area. And dude, this twelve-year-old girl in the sh- in the way she's drawn in the game looks just like any of the other female characters, and I'm like, that's just wrong. Right. 
Um, so it's just a, an interesting co- a question. So I'm going to be coming up with these uh, every week. And if you have any suggestions or if you have any ideas you want to want to talk to me about, um, just hit me up at Twitter. I am Will Griggs. Hashtag Culture of Pop. Um, so you know, cool, any man. suggestions are great suggestions. I'm excited um, about this, man. See yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about this too, and uh, um, I really want to start hearing some feedback from some of our listeners. Um, now, getting getting to the actual pop culture stuff this week, one of the shows I did start binge watching was a show on Hulu called Deadbeat. Um, which, if uh, if you've ever watched the old show Reaper that Kevin Smith started. Um, and it had, uh, you know, it was basically about a boy who's, or a guy whose parents sold him, his soul to the devil at a young age. It was really kind of a funny show where he ended up being a reaper for the, for the devil. Um, it totally has the same sort of vibe. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same creators. And the person who played the, the reaper's best friend is the lead in this one. It's about a guy who can, he's a medium. He can see, um, dead people and talk to them and basically helps them out solving their problems and everything but it's it's really funny and uh enjoyable and i and i i really like i watched the whole first season yesterday so the second season is oh, available wow. on hootoon so i'm gonna be watching that next but uh cool. you know in the binge vlog for tomorrow you'll see what i thought about the whole first season so sweet so there's that yeah, I, think, the other... I think the wife is watching it i haven't, I haven't seen it yet but I'll check it yeah out. it's it's really funny um it also has cat daily from so you think you could dance and uh lucy devito um, is in it. She was in another show I watched called Alpha House, and she is Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman's daughter. So, um, cool. really interesting. I really like the way it's set up. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was looking at that. The another uh, piece of pop culture news this week is um, they released the first image of Jared Leto or Leto as the Joker from Suicide <laughs> Squad. And I I want to I want to hear what you think, buddy. What, what what were your thoughts when you saw this picture? Well, actually, I first saw it on Twitter today. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's He looks like a... To me... How do I want to put this? He looks like he's trying to be something, but like instead of just being the Joker, like it's almost like, okay, I gotta make sure I have a tattoo that says damaged on my forehead. You know what I mean? Like, I just... It's like all of the cliches of all of the Joker mashed into one. It doesn't look, it doesn't even look cool. Yeah, the, the, the main things I have with this is, first of all, this is obviously not Jared Leto's decisions. These are all done by the makeup artist and the production right. designer and art director and, you know, ultimately the directors and producers. But the the things that jump out at me is, you know, you've got the iconic Jokers, right? Back from the, the 60s, and then the one with Jack Nicholson, which was cartoonish, yes, but it was iconic. And then, of course, Heath Ledger, right? And, you know, nothing's going to ever ever live up to Heath Ledger's performance. But it was understated and realistic, in a way. This was so far not. I mean, I was really picturing, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze to come out from yeah. behind him. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's like almost campy and trying to be edgy, but failing. you know what it is? It's imagine <laughs> if Joel Schumacher was doing a Juggalos concert film. All right, that's, that's exactly that's, that's what good. it is. Okay, so and right. that's yeah, and I'm really upset about that because DC was really starting to make strides into to competing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this is so not going to happen. This is so not going to help yeah. that. This is really, really, really not good. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at. I haven't looked at any of the comments so far, but I, I just I don't. Also, I think if the background behind him was dark, does that make sense? Yeah, only because like it seems like, hey, look at me, I'm the Joker, and I'm like a happy fun dude, and like if it's supposed to be dark and edgy, like it should have a dark background, right? Exactly. Or, and I, I would say the. Yeah, I really, I really don't know where to go with this. <laughs> you know, I don't neither. And you know it, what actually scares it seems me? nitpicky to say like make the background darker, but like all the tattoos are like all the things from other Joker things. Yeah, you know, and, it's like yeah. What scares me most but, is if this is what they're doing with the Joker. How are they going to screw up Harlequin? Oh God, I forgot about that. Poor Harley. I love Harley Quinn, dude. I mean, I'm a big fan of Batman the Animated Series. You know, Mark Hamill's Joker, that voice. I mean, I that series I watched so many times back in the day, and I just absolutely love it. And I, I just, I, I'm very concerned about what's going to happen with this. I, I don't want them to fail because I don't want people to be like, well, now that was stupid, so now everything comic book is stupid. But at the same time, like, they're not... They're not helping themselves right now. I no, think. and honestly, with with their big push into into a cinematic universe, I was getting really excited for DC. And I've always been more yeah, of a Marvel too. person anyways, just because I gravitated more to the characters and the storyline. Yeah, you know, yeah, I've always liked Batman and Superman, but I've never been diehard fans. And I was really starting to get get into the, the concept of this universe. And this is just, yeah. those eyes are just weird and... I know he's supposed to look for me, crazy. For me, it was just Batman. He looks more crazed than crazy, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It also looks it looks a little forced too. It does. Like, what I loved about like... what I loved about Heath Ledger's performance is he was obviously crazy and psychotic, but his obviously. even though he had the, the the face paint and the scars and everything, he had a mask of normalcy to him, for the yeah. most part. He was. Whereas, yeah, I mean, he could walk around a city. Yeah, whereas be, this guy, know. it's like, <laughs> you you don't even almost, see that he's crazy. It's just that he's so far trying to act the part that you don't know right, if he can right. pull off the actual substance. Right. Well, and it's I mean, granted, it's it's hard to pull it's hard to pull so much uh, critique out of just a, a, a still shot, but yeah, it's I, one photo. But at the same time, it's the first photo. You. That's what it is. They've, I mean, look, if they're really trying to compete with Marvel, they really did give this some, they gave this some thought. So I'm hoping they can back it up. I'm hoping that we're all overreacting over a still shot and we're going to be blown away later. I really do. I hope so. I, I do. Really I do. really do. Um, I, by no stretch of the imagination, do I want anything geeky to fail at this point right and and like i mean just to be perfectly honest i've never read suicide squad so i don't know if this fits into the aesthetic it's definitely something i'll have to look into maybe it is the style of that comic and you know i just don't know that's a good point i haven't read either and you know yeah i haven't either so i'm hoping maybe maybe it does and and we're just i yeah i'm with you dude i'm hoping that like i say we're we're so inundated right now with with geek stuff, and there's so much riding on everything going forward. If we're going to continue at this pace with all these movies and all these comics and everything coming out, it's got to be good. All of it has to be good. Yep. 
That remains to be seen. We'll see. I'm going to pull this picture down because it's freaking me out. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what uh, what pop culture stuff did you uh, have in mind? Well, I'm excited, dude. Avengers, Friday, right? Friday. Avengers is Friday. I'm definitely going to be going yeah. to see it. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to arrange for babysitters, take the wife on Friday night, um, and go. I'm not going to try to do a midnight show. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grown man. I can't do that right now unless it's Star Wars. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to definitely going to try to go Friday night, if not do a matinee Saturday and, uh, between now and the next time we record, I think we just talk Avengers for a bit for pop culture. I think that's what we do. Yeah. I think that's what we'll do the next time. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited about it, man. I, I was a huge fan of, uh, you know, the last Captain America movie. I love the first Avengers. Um, the only ones I'm really not, I wasn't that stoked about was the, uh, the Thor movies, but, um, I mean, and by not stoked about meaning, I still liked them, but they weren't great. Um, but I, I'm really excited to see what comes out of this after all the trailers and all the speculation, like I'm, I've been trying not to dive too deeply into it to see, you know, who's going to do what and what's going to happen. Like, I just want to go to the movies, see what, see how it plays out and, um, I cannot wait to talk about it next week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm really excited about Ultron himself, but I'm really more interested to see how um, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are brought into the, the fold and, mm. and how their characters are, are fleshed out. Yeah, there was that one shot from one of the trailers where Quicksilver uppercuts Captain America. <laughs> Captain America, I which that is was sick. brilliant. I, like, yeah. I mean, it's going to be. Re- I'm like, oh my God. I mean, if, if anybody had seen uh, Days of Future Past. Um, and you know, cause they have Quicksilver in there as well. And there's a great scene, uh, of Quicksilver doing his thing. And it was one of the best scenes in the movie. I'm hoping this yeah. lives up to that and does it justice. And it's not too often you want that you have to say, Oh, I want Marvel to live up to Sony's or to Fox's, uh, ideal stuff. Or no, it's, 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 I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping they do. Um, but it, yeah. I love that scene. I love that scene with Quicksilver. <laughs> Was that the one where he, everything was still and he was just walking around adjusting things? Yeah, adjusting things. So when he came <laughs> back and everyone they were punching themselves or each other, and uh, yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, that was awesome. Plus, was I really cool. like that actor because he's from the uh, American Horror Story uh, franchise. Yeah, see, I haven't watched that, but he seems cool. Um, all right, and the other thing, uh, the wife and I started watching Orphan Black came back, season three. Yes, I just watched uh, episode, episode two. Episode two last night. just aired. Yeah, episode two just aired last night. Did you watch it? I did. Did you? No, I watched it. Yeah, that was sick. Okay, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna say what my one line review of that one is, and it is, "What was okay. up with the clone threesome?" <laughs> well, technically there was only two, but yes, I'm with you. No, there was clones. There were three actual people in the room. Well, there were two with the di- with the two guys and the chick. Right. That's three. That's a threesome. Right, but but they're not all clones. No, just two. That's clones. all I was saying. Yeah, it's just yeah, weird. two clones and the chick. That's what, it, no, it's it's amazingly weird. Um, so no, I I loved I I'm I'm so happy with this show, and my comic book shop, my local comic book shop, has kind of dropped the ball on my Orphan Black comic series uh, subscription. So hoping to catch up on that. I'm hoping that we get a little more than we got in the first one. But anyway. Uh, I'm happy with the season three so far. Um, my favorite, I'm a big Allison fan. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. And her little quirky, like, 
oh, now I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and her little soccer momness is just... I love how she's running to school for school board, and the way she's going to yeah, fund it like, is taking over a drug dealership. <laughs> what is it, like, school treasurer or something? Like, it's just, no, it's just, just a school it's board. It's so arbitrary. But, it yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. Anyway, but yeah, it's... It's a trip. I, I'm I'm really enjoying the season so far, um, and there's definitely some dark spots, which I really, you know, I like my my drama on the dark side, and and the stuff that's going on with Helena um, is a trip, and uh, I'm I'm really I'm really stoked about it so far. So maybe in the next maybe three weeks from now or something, we'll get together and we'll kind of talk about the season as a whole, something like that. But um, yeah, that's going on. I'm really excited how they're they're pulling in more of the the history of the. You know, it's kind of reminding me of when in Lost they started introducing the Dharma Initiative stuff. Yeah, where, where exactly. you had institutional history stuff going on, and like, I'm because mm-hmm. that's that's one of my frustrating things about Lost is because I love Lost, but if it was all a per, you know a you know a purgatory thing at the end, what was the whole point of Dharma? You know what I mean? So yeah, well, what's the point? Yeah, so I'm hoping since this is all in the real world, theoretically, that we, as far as we know now, I'm I'm really kind of curious to see how this pans out because I really like the whole concept of there was the military wing and there was the science wing and never shall yeah, the thing, meet and it's really kind of cool they're getting together now. And the other thing I like about this show is that obviously the actress is brilliant and the fact that she is, when she's playing one character but pretending to be another character, it's... Like the best thing ever. Yes. Like, like you, it's it's very difficult because her performance is so good, and obviously makeup and hair have something to do with it. But it's hard to for for me. I'm like, I I always forget that. Oh, that's the same person. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's like okay, she's oh, that's Helena, that's Kasima, that's you know, that's Sarah, and it's like. When the other one is pretending to be the other one, I'm like, hold on, the the whole all of them is the same chick. Yeah, okay? it's so and like, layered. It's, it's and that's that's the brilliance of the show. And 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 really, if you're not watching it and you're listening to this, freaking watch her from Black. It's amazing. So anyway, it is Tati Maslany is uh, one of the best actresses on TV right now, and she's not getting her just desserts. So good, dude. Um, all right, last thing for me, pop culture wise, is Daredevil is running. Um, well, running. It's run. It's done. Uh, Netflix series Daredevil, uh, you know, you can binge watch it. I've watched only the first two or three episodes. It's really good. Yeah, I've, I haven't started watching it yet. I want to. I am excited that it's picked up for a second season already. So, uh, we'll see how that folds into their whole Defenders idea. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to start watching this. And like I was saying with Orphan Black, I like my my drama, my my geek stuff dark, and it's dark. It's good, you know. And so, um, the wife and I have watched, I think, I think three episodes. Uh, but this week we'll be finishing it up, and um, you know, in the next couple of weeks we'll get together and talk about it. But if you haven't checked out Daredevil, by the gods, check out Daredevil. It's on Netflix. It's I will good. definitely be doing that. So, all right, man. So are we done? I think we're done. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I feel like sometimes I don't want it to end. <laughs> Too dramatic? A little bit. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. We welcome all feedback. So, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Google+, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. 
We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so take the time to give us a positive rating or a negative one. Who cares at this point? Just give us a rating and share <laughs> us on all the other social media. Uh, we have audibletrial.com slash usual podcast if you want to try out Audible. Become a patron on patreon.com. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. And join David. <laughs> give us a buck or two. Yeah, don't let David stand alone. David cannot stand alone. David will never stand alone. That's too much. <laughs> I'll dial it back. I, I, I blame Brother Thelonious. <laughs> yeah, Brother Thelonious is always the one at fault. <laughs> All right. So if you want to help us out, please do so. And so thanks again. And uh, anything else, my friend? Are we done? No, we'll see you. Uh, we'll, well, we won't see you. Hopefully you'll hear us next week. Um, but definitely be sure to check out all of our blogs this week. Yep. Check the blogs out. And we will see you again next week. <laughs>